Welcome to Music Pro Daily, where each day we share our insight to help music producers grow their brand, land more clients, and connect with the market. The Music Pro Daily podcast shares real value from the daily interactions of music professionals Nicholas DiLorenzo and myself, Daniel Grimmett. Music Pro Daily family, how's it going? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hope you guys have a cool weekend planned. It's my birthday tomorrow, so I'm going to be taking some time off and celebrating, and it's going to be a good time. Looking forward to it. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and listening. Hope you've been enjoying the Sample Pack series. Hope you've been enjoying Nick's episodes. He's had some great ones this week, and uh, we're actually, sneak peek, uh, doing a dual episode where both of us will be on it. We're going to be taping that on Sunday. So that will be cool. That will be episode 100. I wanted to shake things up today and give you guys a a preview of something cool. And don't worry, I'll be back doing the sample pack stuff and finishing out that series. But we're going to set that aside and I'm going to turn it over to a client of mine who is a fantastic producer in Nashville, um, hip-hop producer who does a lot of film and TV stuff as well and works with clients. He's been making some videos for the Dark Label YouTube channel, and he sent one over, and I thought it'd be a great, you know, we're not going to really put those up for, for a little while, so wanted to give you guys first access. It's a nice, basic rundown on music production libraries. We're calling it Music Production Libraries 101. So for those of you who uh, have been thinking about getting into that world but are unsure, then this is great. It's going to start with the basics. And then, of course, as he adds more, we'll let you know. We'll give you the episodes. But check it out. Let's go to Ellis. Yo, what's up, peeps? It's your man, Ellis Dudes. And I'm here to talk to you today a little bit about music production libraries. Now, before I get into that, let me explain what music production libraries are. Some of you may know, but just in case. Well, the name kind of gives you a hint. If you think of a traditional library where, you know, you can go get books and every topic imaginable, what have you, a music library kind of serves that same purpose for content creators, whether that's, you know, producers of Keeping Up With The Kardashians or Loving Hip Hop or whatever show um, is out there. Music supervisors, editors, and production companies rely on music production libraries to get a lot of their music for their content. So basically, they curate a bunch of music and have a large catalog, some larger than others, depending on the, uh, the company, but they have a large catalog with deals already done with with the composers and producers of the music that allows them to be able to take that music and furnish their clients with uh, with musical needs for whatever show uh, they're working on. So that beauty of a, of a music library is that they already have established those connections with the production companies and the networks and they're tried and proven. So they're a reliable resource for um, those companies to come and get music. So ideally, you want your music to be in a music production library. Now, there's other ways to get your music in film and television, but I'll say the music production libraries is probably the easiest way, if I can say it's easy at all. But the reason why it's easier is because, like I said, they have established those those connections. And, um, you know, whereas if you were trying to do that yourself and maybe 
build a relationship with a music supervisor or with a network yourself, it may be a little bit more uh, trying to get that accomplished, you know, because you're an individual and, you know, they don't know you. You know, they don't know if they can trust you or, you know, how much music do you have available. So they're more likely to deal with the music production library where they have kind of uh, tried and proven, you know, with a track record of having a, a wide variety of music to choose from. And there's not going to be any surprises with, uh, you know, samples in it that maybe shouldn't be there or other writers. You know, by the time your music is in the music library, they, they've already have the contracts and the agreements put together with the writers so they can be confident in in uh licensing those, those tracks into their show without having any kind of legal backlash so if you were doing that yourself if you were the one trying to uh, you know deal directly with the music supervisors not saying don't do that or you can't do that but i'm just saying that you will find yourself being doing more administrative work as opposed to creating music. Now, if your goal is to become a music library one day, then hey, go for it. That, that's probably the route to go. But if you want to make music and that's what you want to spend your time doing, then having the music library do all the legwork by having your music in their catalog is going to free you up to just do that, to make your music and just keep hitting those libraries up with your tracks. So that's the approach that I generally use um, to get my music into film and television is going through a music production library. And in, in doing that, you know, it's, it's such a, um, uh, a cool situation because, you know, you can work with maybe two to three libraries. I think in general, at any given time, maybe you only work with uh, two to three libraries. I'm not working with 10 libraries and, um, and they're getting most of my placements, you know, and um, that's their job to work those songs, you know, because they don't get paid, you know, unless those songs are getting used. So, you know, they're out there actively working those songs. And, you know, that could be the advantage of being with uh, smaller libraries as opposed to some of the bigger ones. Um, major um, big libraries are actually owned by major publishers or labels like, you know, like Sony or Warner, Ch Warner Chapel. So that being said, that you can be kind of like a small fish in a, in a big pond and um, can maybe get overlooked a lot of times for some of the more named um, artists that have their music in their catalog. But that being said, it doesn't mean that you don't have a chance because it all comes down to a lot of times budget. And at the same time, it comes down to the right music. So if your music is right for that scene, that's gonna trump whether it's uh, a Timberland track or if it's yours because it's all about what is the music good for. And of course, budgets do play a part in it. I'm sure it's a, a lot more expensive to uh, license a, a Timberland track as opposed to one of mine. But uh, nonetheless, um, the playing field is somewhat even. And the advantage of maybe being with a smaller boutique library is that you can get more focus and attention on your music because, you know, the roster's not as big. So um, it's a better chance that you can kind of float to the top a little bit more often when music uh, searches and stuff come into play. So, you know, there's there's uh, pros and cons to both. Uh, of course, with the big ones, you got a lot of access to uh, all the major networks and things like that too. So, you know, you kind of weigh it. My, my thing is try to work both angles, you know, have some music in uh, some smaller boutique libraries and have some in some of the larger ones if you can get in. Now, keep in mind that they're not as easy to get into either. The bigger the library is, or more connected to like the major industry players, um, the little more difficult it is to get your music into those libraries, but it's doable. 
So they pretty much function as publishers. So, you know, that's their job to get your music out there and hopefully get it into a lot of shows. And that's definitely one of the best avenues to getting your music in the world of film and television. So that's all I got for now, but we'll definitely go into more details and other aspects of the business, how to find music production libraries, and more importantly, how to find some of the right ones. So um, until next time, I'll holler at you. Peace. A monumental thank you to those listening and those of you who share, subscribe, and review this podcast. Music Pro Daily is all orchestrated in-house by Nicholas DiLorenzo and myself, Daniel Grimmett. The music industry is our shared passion. If you ever want to see more of us in the office or at the studio, head over to musicprodaily.com where you can find links to our socials and stalk more of us doing what we do best. Thanks again for listening. See you tomorrow.